Psalm 39 says this. He says, I'll guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I'll restrain my mouth with a muzzle. While the wicked are before me. Boy, that's good advice. <clears throat> Here's what he's saying. Lord, I will keep my mouth shut. Not one amen in the whole place. Keep my mouth shut, right? I know you're thinking about the person sitting inside of you going, amen, amen, right? He says, I will keep my mouth shut. I'll guard my ways lest I assemble my tongue. I'll restrain my mouth with a muzzle. And I've said before, some of the best advice I ever heard was when I was in elementary school. It was zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket. Keep your mouth shut. Sometimes it's better that you don't say it, that you don't email it, that you don't post it, that you just hush for a while, right? Just hush for a while. It tells us in Proverbs that, that a wise man keeps his mouth shut and learns, and a fool runs his mouth off about everything. Right? That's my version. That's the CWV, don't say, you know, KJV. Uh, but, but we're supposed to hush sometimes and not just speak the first thing that comes to our mouth. And when we get aggravated, we don't just all of a sudden ah, start lashing out at everybody and tell them all our problems or how life ain't fair or what, they're, you know, what we're going through or how somebody hurt us. or all that. Sometimes it's better just to muzzle it and to hush. Sometimes we wonder why we're going through so much stuff and why nobody wants to be around us. Maybe you're running your mouth all the time, right? Maybe you're getting on people's nerves and complaining and hurting our feelings and spouting out craziness and all the time. Sometimes we just need to hush. And then it says, he'll do all this while the wicked are before him. So he knows there's people giving him a hard time. This is a newsflash to nobody. People are going to give you a hard time. There's going to be people pick at you and try to get on your nerves and try to hurt your feelings and start drama. That's life, right? There's, there's all kinds of those people. If you don't know any of those people, let see me after church, and I'll point out a few to you. You know, I wouldn't do that. But he says this, I was mute with silence. I held my peace, even from good, and my sorrow stirred up. See, here's the problem with keeping your mouth shut. If you've been married very long, you know how those go. <clears throat> you let it slide for a while. You keep your, watch Tommy laughing. Watch you keep quiet for a while, and then you just say, all right, all right, all right. And you don't say nothing, and you let it slide, and you let it slide, and you let it slide. And all the time it's building up. All the time it's coming up. All the time you're thinking about this. And then all of a sudden, you bust loose with an argument. And you say, I remember eight months ago when you've done so-and-so. It's like, what? Because you've letting it build up. Well, that's the good thing that you keep your mouth shut sometimes and meditate and don't say it. But sometimes... Your sorrow is just getting stirred up inside of you, and it comes to the top, and it comes to the top, and, and, you, and you find it hard to keep your mouth shut, and you find it hard not to express your frustrations with whoever it is, even if that's with God. Sometimes you, you just you need to express yourself, right? But he says this, and three, my heart was hot within me while I was musing, the fire burned, and then I spoke with my tongue. He said, boy, it just started stirring up and it started coming up and, and, and it just burned inside of me and I couldn't hold it no longer. And then I let it loose. You ever do that? You ever just let it go too long? Then all of a sudden you're just, all right, today's the day. First person that comes off with that, they're getting it today. I can't hold it no longer, right? I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. He says he couldn't hold it no longer and it was burning. And he said, then he spoke with his tongue and he said, Lord. It built up inside of him. He's getting ready to spew, and he didn't just go say something to his enemy. He didn't go say it to a person that had been giving him a hard time or slandering him or picking at him. When he got ready to speak, he said, Lord, and he started talking to God. I heard a preacher one time say, when somebody's giving you a hard time, tell your daddy on them. You ain't got to tell everything to them. Tell your daddy on them. 
pray it. Tell God. Tell God how you're frustrated. Tell him how you're aggravated. And so he gets this, and he can't contain it any longer, and he says, Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am? Ain't that a weird thing to say when you're aggravated? Of all the things he can say when he's aggravated and frustrated and got all this on him, he says, Lord, make me to know my, to know my end and, and know the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. That's perspective. He says, Lord, humble me. Show me that I'm not much of a speck of anything so I don't think I'm a hothead, that I don't know it all, that I'm not everything. Lord, show me how frail I am. And, and if you ain't got there yet, you will. Right? I'm coming up on 42. It's coming quicker every day. He shows me how frail I am. I wake up sore from sleeping. I don't know. I didn't used to wake up sore from sleeping. But, but you become, as you grow older, you become more frail. And you can't see the board as good. And you can't hear as good. I'm terrible with that. And now I just go, oh, yeah. And I don't know what I'm, oh, yeah, in half the time, right? But we become more frail as we become older. And he said, Lord, I'm so aggravated. Just show me how frail I am. And then he says this, Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths. My ages as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best is just a vapor. Selah. That's perspective. He says, Lord, here's, here's, I want you to show me, because he knows it. Sometimes we know something, we just need to be shown it. And God tells us, Lord, just show me how short my days is, and my age is nothing to you, and that every man at his best is just a vapor. The other day they had um senior brunch and award ceremony out at school. And I was looking at all these kids, kids. I was looking at all these young people, and I was like, how is this possible? I can remember, you know, when they started school. I mean, the day they started school. I can remember them and, and, and birthday parties. And, and I was thinking, you know, I can remember Ethan graduating eighth grade, and I can remember after it, I was sitting on the porch talking to Dad, and I can remember, like, Sammy and, and maybe Ryan Tav and some of them out there standing talking to Ethan. I can remember the, exactly how it looked that day. And now it's four years later. Where'd it go? I remember the exact day. I remember what the weather was like. And you think, if you're young, you think that's something an old person says. And if you're old, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. You're just now catching on to that. It flies. Our life is like a vapor. I mean, it is spent, right? You got plans, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that, and then you wake up one day, and you say, where did this go? How did they grow up? What happened? Where did this gray hair come from? Or where did that gray hair go? Or whatever happens, right? We think, what? when did I get old? Because our life is like a vapor. I mean, it's there, and then it is gone. If you see fog, it'll be foggy, and then in an hour, gone. And where you couldn't see before, now everything is clear. David says, God, show me how frail I am and how short life is. 